0: this episode of the bar star podcast is proudly brought to you by louisville music studios located at 4220 trio avenue in louisville kentucky zip code is 40219 and the phone number for booking is 502-693-7462 louisville music studios is awesome that is where my home base is for my new secret project And uh, they have been amazing. The staff is amazing. David Payne has worked on a really, really cool concept and brought it to life. Uh, And he is constantly making changes over there. It's an awesome place. You guys need to go check it out because not only is it an awesome place, but they're giving away something for free. David and I had a conversation, and he decided to extend our offer. With a two-hour minimum, if you call that number for booking, to book some rehearsal time, you will get your first hour for free. Free shit. Who doesn't like free shit? We're musicians. Most of us are broke. So check them out. If you have not checked out Louisville Music Studios yet, you need to. Like I've said before, you can go in and rehearse for a couple hours. You can rehearse for an afternoon. You can set up a monthly rental so you can have a home base to work on, I don't know, secret projects? Whatever you want to. So Louisville Music Studios is awesome. You need to go check them out. staff is amazing. The gear is amazing. The room is amazing. I love them. They love me. And uh, everything is just sunshine and fucking puppies. Oh, yeah. Enjoy this episode of the
1: show. The Bar Star Podcast, hosted by Stephen O'Reilly, is a podcast about working musicians, their friends, and their opinions. Stephen is a musician in Louisville, Kentucky, who has... Wait a second. This guy's a drummer, not a real musician. Somebody gave a drummer a microphone for his voice? The hell? Unreal. Unbelievable.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Bar Star Podcast. And not only is it another episode, it is the one year anniversary. Can you fuckers believe it? I've been doing this for a year. Oh my god. I can't believe I made it a year. And it's largely in part due to you guys. You guys have been awesome and amazing. Welcome to the Bar Star Podcast. I got a cool hang today. Uh, we will get to that in a second. Uh, I just wanted to take a few minutes to say thank you to everybody. Uh, Seriously, you guys have been amazing. You have supported me on this journey, and you continue to support me, and I appreciate it. When I started to do this show, I wasn't sure how long it was going to last, and I know I covered this a few weeks ago in my last episode of 2018, but uh, I can't extend enough how grateful I am that you guys have continued to support me and you continue to support me uh, and you keep telling your friends and I keep getting new downloads and I keep getting new followers and you guys are awesome and you're amazing and you deserve a round of applause. (laughs) It's the best I can do. It's all I got. Cheap bar star sound effects. Uh, When I started this show, I wasn't sure where it was going to go and I've learned a lot and I've got to... Hang out with some amazing people, and uh, the friendships that I do have, some of the friends that have been on the show, we're uh, we're even closer now, uh, because we've got to hang out and talk about some things that we normally don't talk about in our everyday interactions, which is really cool, so again, I can't thank you guys enough for making making, I I hate to be cliche, I shouldn't say making a stream a reality, but for making this thing come true and make it come to life and and for believing in my vision and believing in me and continuing to support it, uh, you guys are badass. Now get your asses to my website and buy some shit. Fuck. Uh, Please make sure you check out my sponsor, Prophecy Inc., located in the ultra-chic, fabulous highlands in Louisville, Kentucky, Uh, Go in the shop, mention the Bar Star Podcast. You will get 10% off your tattoo by any artist in the shop, not just Travis. And make sure you check out my awesome sponsor, Louisville Music Studios, located at 4220 Trio Avenue in Louisville, Kentucky. Make sure that you call them and mention the show. And with a two-hour minimum, you will get your first hour for free, giving away free stuff. That is the home base of my secret project. Yes, secret project. And uh, it's an awesome place. They've got some cool stuff. David is working on some really, really cool things. I'm not sure if I can talk about it yet, so I'm not going to say anything. But he, uh, we talked the other day, and he's got some cool shit he's working on, and he's building some stuff out. So make sure you check them out. I also want to say, with this being the first show of 2019, and a one-year anniversary show for me, Uh, To the guys in Gas Money, thank you all uh, for the last four or five years, however long we've been doing the band. Uh, Most of you know that the band is no longer. uh, We are done. We are finished. Finito. It is put to bed. It is gone. Bye-bye. See you later. Uh, But it's been awesome. We got to do some amazing shows. We got to play with some amazing bands. We got to play for Microsoft in Orlando. Uh, All Expenses Paid Trip. That was totally, totally cool. Uh, One day I might actually break down that whole show uh, Because those four days were fucking interesting to say the least But that was a really, really cool experience uh, And I couldn't have made it happen without the rest of you guys So some of you I know listen to the show A couple of you I know don't listen to the show And that's because you're fucking lame But I still love you Uh, But thank you guys for everything Uh, We had a good run We got to do some cool shit And now it's on to the next thing So uh if you got any pictures or anything you want to grab off the Gas Money site or the Gas Money page, you better do so because it's going to be gone soon. Now, I have the fortunate pleasure of being able to hang out with some really, really cool people. And the guy I get to hang out with today is Danny fucking Bonadocci. No, I'm just kidding. He's uh, the drummer for Radio Radiotronic. Luca Bianconcini, very, very nice guy, great drummer, uh, we have run into each other several times, had a few conversations, nothing massive, nothing major, uh, but we've we've had some conversations, but he listens to the show, and I ran into him a couple weeks ago, and I said, hey man, I've been wanting to have you on the show, would you do it? And he went, fuck you, I'm not doing your stupid show, I'm just kidding, he did, totally didn't say that. Uh, He absolutely said he would love to, and uh, so we worked it out. He came to the office, and we recorded a show, which you are about to hear. But for the last time, I do want to say thank you all. You guys have been amazing. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the support. Keep it coming. I need it. It feeds my ego. It makes me feel important and special. And uh, go to my website. Buy some shit like Sidney Majors did, and like Nathan King did, and like Jason Gosine did. They bought some shit. Go do some shit. Go buy some shit. Whatever. Anyway, thank you guys for all the support. You guys have been awesome, and uh, you're going to enjoy this episode. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Luca's a good dude, and we had a lot of fun. And um, that's pretty much all I got. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, one year anniversary, January 11th today, which is a Friday which I know I post on Thursdays but I had to do it on the one year anniversary, I just had to so uh, with that I'm out, or I'm not out wait, am I out? fuck it, check out this conversation, you'll dig it alright, so I just did a really long stupid lame ass intro because that's how I roll, but I'm sitting here with my pseudo buddy and i say pseudo because we actually don't know each other that well but we're about to and it's going to be awesome i'm hanging out with the fine drummer luca Bianconcini. how are you sir you nailed it i'm doing great i did i was gonna call you hey it's fucking Luca. lucas in the house house. (laughs) forget about it forget about it
1: how are you man how's going on i'm fucking great man how's things how's life it's good life is pretty freaking good nice busy but good Nice.
0: Yeah. Hey, very cool. Very cool. Now, I say we don't know each other well because we have not spent a lot of time together. Every time we see each other, we're always talking drum stuff because that's what we do.
1: And it's usually passing in between sets or yes. in between benefits or you doing this and that. And it's it's pretty brief. But uh, I feel like I know you like a brother. Oh, you're knows. a hell of a guy from what I can see and what I've a lot of people think I'm an asshole. And, well, that's okay. I'm I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> You're learning I'm not, that I'm an I'm asshole. Not, no. <laughs> no, still trying to figure it all out.
0: No, it's it's cool. I met you, um, I was trying to think before you came over, and I honestly can't remember the exact time. I know I met you when you started playing with Radiotronic, because I've known Jeff for a while. Correct. Um, but I don't remember when it was. I'm going to throw a dart at the wall and say it was a couple years ago.
1: Yep. And I think my recollection was probably... Um, One of the McCreary events, and maybe it was more Velvet Saints related, Mm. because, um, I mean, that's when I first remember really talking to you and meeting you for the first time and like, man, who is this guy? And then... After I met you, found out what a badass drummer you are, and no, stop thinking. well, you know, keep go on, please. Uh, <laughs> what just you know, like you know, this guy was super cool, and you know, who is he? And then I, I see a video, and I hear a song, and I do. I'm like, okay, he's the real deal. And um, I do remember one of the first events was at Diamonds in the Highlands, and I, at I remember, Fest. Yeah, it, yeah, that may have been the one that where we really. Got to know each other maybe the best. We' probably met before then, but uh, I, I would say probably because there were the, the last two
0: Kev fest in a row. Um, let me rephrase that. 17 and 16, because this last one I didn't go to because I actually had a game. Yeah, we were not time. involved in that one. Yeah. Um, but 17 and 16, I stage managed for both Correct. of Correct. I remember Correct. that because I was, I shouldn't even say stage manage. I basically was helping out all yes. the drummers. Yeah. Is what I was and doing. it was
1: definitely before the one at 942 because I feel like I knew you then and, and yeah. you were super helpful and you're like, oh my God, you know, you were awesome. But um, we, we were talking. I just remember talking to you at Diamonds and I kind of remember that whole scene and. You know, it, it was it was rough. It was sad. Um, it was it was happy. It was sad. It was a great celebration, but it was just you know it was just this uh, you know I just had this lump, and I wish I knew McCreary better than I did. But I was fortunate enough to uh, to hang with him. I, right. I met him years ago through Epperson, who is my brother-in-law. I don't know if you knew that. No, I yeah, did not. Jeff, know that. Jeff is my brother-in-law and um and so i'd met him at many parties over the years and and chatted but never really got to hang out and get to know him and jam with him and and i still am am hearing more and more about how incredible and i see videos and i and i listen to recordings that he's done and i'm like oh my god i mean you know i I got to play with this legend and, and i knew this guy and and you know i think it's it was Carl Stuck who said it the best, you know, when he got up on stage and he was like, "I bet half of this room felt like he was your best friend," you yeah. know, and it's true, you know, he just he just made people feel like, I mean, you know, you're the dude right now, you and I are together, you're the guy, and and he was just an amazing, he was human being, you know. Well,
0: and and that's the cool part is, and I'm by no stretch of the imagination belittling his playing because God knows he was awesome. The coolest thing about mccreary is he was just a good damn human yeah he was yep like there there i had a conversation with somebody who apparently had an issue with kevin i'm not going to name the person i'm not going to throw this guy under the bus but i was like who the fuck has an issue with kevin right that no th- you have the
1: issue yeah kevin no didn't doubt. have the there's is no doubt about that yeah, it, yeah. It,
0: it kind of it kind of shocked me not a whole lot shocks me anymore
1: yeah i been, think i would have been pretty <laughs> shocked and then okay
0: Wait, no. You're the uh, one with the issue, brother. Yeah. Kevin didn't have an issue with anybody. There's no doubt.
1: Um, he, he lit up the room, and and you know people say that, and it's true. You walk in the room and you see that guy smile, and you have a conversation with him, and, yep. and you know he he was the dude. So yeah, you know was. we could go on all night about how awesome. But this show is about me, so just ask me some questions. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just fucking. Like did that. That was pretty good. Yeah, right, let's segue. Um, I digress. So, holy... No, I'm
0: just kidding. Um, okay, I do have some, some random questions. Sure. Um, you've listened to enough of my episodes. You know I don't do quote interviews, but mm-hmm. this one will be close to an interview because there is a lot to you I don't know. For example, how are you Jeff's brother-in-law? Don't say by marriage. I mean, what's the <laughs> yeah. tie uh, yes.
1: there? Well, um, his wife, Carrie Richardson, mm-hmm. is my wife's sister, Dawn.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: Richardson, Bianconcini. And, uh, um and they are both You're awesome. Me hungry. Yeah, man, I can throw down on some pasta. So <laughs> you know, when we take a break, I'll make some spaghetti. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> but um, uh, oh, yes, that's cool.
0: I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever met your wife.
1: Actually, may not. You've probably seen her. She is six feet tall, no joke, and usually wearing boots or heels, and so she's about six three. So you can't miss her. Blonde Beautiful hair. blonde hair awesome she's um,
0: at the levee she was wearing a furry vest she was wearing that that in the beginning
1: and then our sound guy wore it the rest of the night yeah it it looked good on both i don't want to say if it looked better on one of the oh no it looked way better on your wife (laughs) (laughs) way
0: better on your wife okay i have seen her she reminds me and this is not a slam at all she reminds i don't know if you know who this person is she reminds me of a of a singer named storm large have you ever heard of her
1: no storm
0: large is about six foot one and looks I mean, they could be sure. sisters. They don't look identical, but as soon as I saw her when we were at the levee, we went over there and and uh, I pulled up a picture of Storm Large and I showed her. That's to hilarious. I
2: was like, look at that <laughs> chick, and
0: she went, "Yeah, I can see that." So okay, that's Emerson's cool. wife.
1: Look, yeah, that's the but I didn't. But me. I didn't
0: put it together. Right. Correct. So that's yeah. cool. All right. So I've never met her. Now you've met
1: my wife. Yes, I have. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. She is awesome. I bought her flowers. You did.
0: <laughs> oh my God, you're so cute. <laughs> yes, honey. When you listen to this episode.
1: He like the flowers. pink flowers. Pink it doesn't flowers. like to come empty-handed. I
0: liked it, though. I liked it. <laughs> the funniest part was I looked at the peephole, and I saw this pink blob. I was like, what the fuck is that? At least you ne- live next door to a cop. You <clears in throat> are so... Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> don't let that shit get no, out. No, shit. Now that I know the tie. Okay. So that's out of the way. When did you start playing drums?
1: Um, I started in sixth grade.
0: Okay. Actually, that's, I really do want to know. Okay. How old are you?
1: Okay. I am... I'll be 50 this summer. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah. You don't look that old. I mean, it's all this healthy, clean living I've been doing for these years. <laughs> <laughs> and my calisthenics. My cal- <laughs> I do my cardio when yes, I eat right, my pasta. You know? That's exactly right. <laughs> On the treadmill. All
0: right, cool. All right, so you started playing in sixth grade. Yeah.
1: I. Uh, it was one of those things. Um, I loved the drums. I loved the sound of them. I would hear a sound uh, or a song that were heavy drum influence. And I'm like, man, that's what I wanted. That's what I right. like. I can remember hearing Frankenstein, you know, mm-hmm. Edgar Winter, for the first time, that song or something. I'm like, God, that sounds so cool. I want to play the drums. Right. Um, I hassled my parents. Well, actually, I go back. I was at camp. I was at soccer camp, and this kid introduced me Thank to- Thank you didn't
0: say yeah, band camp. No. Well, I went to <laughs>
1: plenty of band camps. We'll get to that, but I was in the band. I was a band geek for a while, uh, but soccer camp. I know you're not a big Peart fan, but I'm a huge Rush fan, and this guy turned me on. I, I think it was the first time I heard Tom Sawyer. I mean, I'm in sixth grade, so right. it was years ago. and I like and I was, called uh, me out on that. That well, was good. Well, you know. I, I listen. <laughs> oh, props. I listen. high in the microphone. <laughs> props for that. that was good. I listen. <laughs> Carry on. But, um, <laughs> you know, so I hadn't really been exposed to Rush, and I just was, like, really wanting to play drums, and this guy, oh, I play drums, listen to this song. I started taking lessons, and so... Uh, he he uh, put on Tom Sawyer, and I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, I love this. This is great. And I think uh, once I got back home, I begged my parents into, you know, I want drum lessons for my birthday or Christmas or whatever it right. was, and I started taking drum lessons at Johnny Roy's, good old John Roy's drum shop. And so um,
0: this is where I have on a camera in here because I'm staring at the ceiling with a really fucking befuddled look on my face i I know who he is. I know he's a legend in mm-hmm, Louisville, mm-hmm. but I've never got to meet him. I've seen him yeah. once, and he's still alive right he is yep he's and like and his
1: he's up there, and his wife is on Facebook, and she has uh, friended a ton of i mean, I, I see you know mutual friends with so and so and such and such and and they're all names of nice. people who've been through you know that was kind of the only game in town back in the day. It was Johnny Roy's drum shop. It was on Lexington Road or uh, right there in front of the. The old White Castles, right down from the old Sears building, as people in Louisville like to refer things to. Right. Yeah, all these things. Well,
0: I remember Marvin Maxwell telling me about John Roy um, and what a, what a phenomenal player he was and how many people he taught back in the day. Right. But I've never got to meet him. It's just one of those things. I saw him once. I was literally, literally. One. Oh, I liked him. Uh-huh, um, I was literally on my way out the door and I just, I was late for a gig. Which for me being late for a gig is I, I was still going to be thirty minutes early, but uh, <laughs> unheard was, of. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of shit. I understand. <laughs> I'm very OCD about my drums. It takes me a minute to set them up. Um, but I, I didn't get to talk to him or, or, or meet him. But I've always heard what a legend he is and what a what just awesome a super dude he
1: was super. I mean, just an old. <clears throat> Chilled out, yeah. You, you know, you just I wasn't the best student, I wasn't I wouldn't come to the lessons prepared, and he didn't care. He oh, would just, you were that he would, kid. yes, I was that kid, and he was that instructor. and I've heard Ass. from others, he would fix his <laughs> cup of coffee and put it on page one, and then go walk away for you know 15 minutes, and then come back and you go, okay, and then he would show you something, and then he'd go get his cup and walk away. And, um, but. You know they did some cool things there back then. They did some ensembles which I'd never been a part of, and to be in a drum ensemble to me was so cool. It's like oh we're all doing something, we're all reading music, and we're all you know making this awesome sound. Wow, this is amazing, and and that kind of hooked me. and And they had other instructors there that I ended up working with, and one became our. He was our section leader in, when I was in high school. Right. So I did play in the, I played in the concert band in middle school, which I loved. And then I went to, when I was in high school, I played in concert band. And the first two, two years I played marching band, which right. was fun. I also played football, so I had to kind of stop doing that. But Go yeah, ball. exactly. <laughs> uh, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it was, it got me out of the marching band part, but uh, it, it, you know, I had some really great experiences. Uh, we had a great band. It, you know, it was a great program. And right. And we, we traveled and played some cool festivals. But we got to play for uh, Ronald Reagan after um, a presidential debate in downtown Louisville. Oh, very cool. Which was pretty amazing, playing Hail to the Chief and Ruffles and Flourisham. And, you know, right there after he did a debate on national TV. Nice. You know, and then... A year later, we played for it was Vice President Bush at another event, and you know they went. We were the go-to school, I guess, because we had the experience, and we did it, and and those were great experiences that you'll never forget. You know, right?
0: Yeah, that's that's very cool. That's the stuff that, and I don't really live with the regrets, but if I could have a couple do overs, that would be one. And I've talked about it a couple of times on the show, but I, I was supposed to play quads mm-hmm. in the marching band the year after. If, if I would have finished the year I was in, the following school year I was going to play. And that was the last time, because I dropped out three times. That was the last time I dropped out of school. And that's the only one I'm like, oh, I fucking wish I could have done that. Because I would have got to do some cool stuff. Right. Yeah, Not to mention, it would have made my hands way better. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I did everything backwards. Uh-huh. My feet developed before my hands did. Wow. I don't know why. I guess because I grew up on metal. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, anyway, could be. back to you. Did you... We're going to bounce around for a second. Did you ever do anything like in the pit or anything after school? Like um, any kind of orchestral stuff or any other kind of You know, it was stuff? interesting.
1: My, my grandmother, who was actually my step-grandmother, but my grandmother I knew most of my life, right. wrote musicals, and she did musicals all around town and things like that, and and I was going to do one of her musicals with her, and I was really excited. And my Italian grandmother was very ill, and I actually went to Italy with my father um, while she, you know, when she was on yeah. her final days to be with her. And my I mom hate was to hear that. So, yes, yeah, but, it's but cool it was a whole, you know, weird, yeah. and, and it was a regret. I wish I could have done that. There was no way I was going to just because of the situation, and and so I I didn't do that show. And I, you know, and it, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, I was disappointed that I didn't get to do that with my, my grandmother before she passed away because she did some amazing things and, and she is so well respected in that circle here in town with doing these musicals, working with kids and, and really, you know, produced and created, wrote these great shows. Right. Um, when I was growing up, we saw them, you know, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, this would be fun to be a part of. And, and I had an opportunity. It didn't happen. And, right. No, and that, that's on, really cool, but,
0: though. I've um, i um, I've just now, I don't want to say venture down that road, but because of my girl Sydney. What's up, Sydney? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've thought about possibly going into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, And I have no qualms about saying this on the show. There's not a shit ton of money in it compared to the time that you have to put into it. So I have to figure out if I can make it work. Right, I want to do it, and it's not everything with me is not all about money. But still, if you've got to make it work. I've got to you make got, it work. You got to make it work within the constraints it. of time and yeah. pay your bills right. and everything else. El well, wants her damn money. Yeah, uh, but I really, really want to do it because I watch Benji Simmons do it all the time, and because I've been to two or three shows now with Sydney in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one I just saw Mama Mia.
1: I've been seeing it on Facebook, oh, and, and I wish I could have gone. It,
0: it. was killer. It was really, really good. She killed it like she always does. But she the show badass. itself was good. The production was great. Um, but I, I've thought about venturing down that path, because I can read. Right, yeah. Um, I'm the, the unicorn drummer that can actually read music. I know you can, it before you say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I gonna say it. it is what um, it is. Yeah,
1: there's just not many of us yeah. that can, that yeah. can read. Yeah. Um, But anyway, a whole nother squirrel. You know, it's funny you mentioned, I saw a show several years ago at uh, uh, JCC of all places. They put on great productions and Mm -hmm. and they had a full band and this drummer killed it and went down and talked to him after the show. And I, you know, I, I think he's a guy that has played, we were talking earlier about Peter Searcy. I think he's done some stuff with him, Mm -hmm. but this guy was so solid. And I'm like, I had the same thoughts. This would be so much fun to do, yeah. to get involved with, and, and, and start doing stuff like this. Um, but, you know, I didn't have the time back then. I didn't think I had the time now, but I, I obviously found the time. And, you know, doing doing uh, club dates, g- gigs, and all that are mostly at night on the weekend, so it doesn't interfere with too much stuff. But, Right. You know, no, and, and I, I get that.
0: When did you figure out that you wanted to start doing the band thing? And and before you answer that, the reason I ask it that way is Mm -hmm. a a lot of people I know and very few people that I keep in touch with, but I still remember because when we grew up together, when they would get out of whatever marching or whatever ensemble or whatever music they were doing in school, they would immediately stop. stop. Mm -hmm. But you obviously didn't because you still play. Was there, I guess a better way to ask the question was, is Was there a kind of a thought in your head that you went, I I want to keep going with this? Mm-hmm. Or did you just immediately jump into bands?
1: Uh, the good thing, um, you know, we from the band when I was in high school, the mm-hmm. concert band and orchestra, some of my best friends to this day, um, we played together. And so uh, there was uh, my, my good buddy, Joe Shirek. Um, and John Holcher, there you may not know their names. I've heard John, John is—he's out before. west in Portland now. And amazing bass player, Joe Shirek. Uh, we grew up; we all went to high school. John and I actually met back in elementary school with Carl Stuck. Carl is another one of my boys from middle school or elementary school. You know, one of my good friends, and, and right. we've we've been friends ever since. As well as Sean. But uh we were kind of the house band in high school. We were uh, you know, bass, drums, guitar and whatever else. And so we played. Joe went on to Berkeley and he always wrote music. So when he came in town and we were in town from you know, John went to western Kentucky, I was at UK, uh we would get together and we would we would write, you know, we would play, we right. would record what Joe wrote and uh we'd did a nice road trip up to berkeley it was insane uh john and i and we jammed and and wrote some music while we were there but we continued to play and and right. we became a group called joe's report in the 90s and it was kind of a power trio original music a ton of fun and and we had a good little following back then and so you know i played all along nothing like i am today you know i mean we original music you know how it is you you if you play two gigs in town that's a lot yeah because it's the same you know it's original music and you have a lot of the same people coming out and seeing you and and so we travel a little bit but you know we were playing two gigs a month and and that's about it and it's like oh that's great you know we want to play more we want to yeah we (laughs) were killing it
2: right you know so
1: but we continued and and um you know, we had a lot of fun. We got to open up for, I mean, that was kind of our, our thing. You know, we were these young guys and we were tight and we were just like a, kind of the new thing. You know, we were, may right. have, may have been a little ahead of our time back then, but, you know, we were asked to open up for a lot of great bands that were traveling through, you know, regional, some of them were, you know, even a little bigger, but, or whatever, local bands that were big. And so we, we, we feel like we had a lot of great shows and had a lot nice. of good time. So we did that um, for a long time. And then, People started having kids and, you know, we back and forth. Uh, I quit for a while. Then the band went through a transformation and became Ultratone. And and so we still that record. Um, you know, we get a lot of one thing like FPK has been very generous to us and they've always played our stuff. And and we've done the live lunches and the Waterfront Wednesdays and all that kind of thing. And right. and that's been great. We've had a really good local, you know, support. Um and so now it's just basically writing music and recording, and we haven't played out as a group. We did a little reunion show a few years ago. Actually, Peter played with us, um, and this was probably right when I started doing some stuff with Radiotronic, you know, just kind of building up. Right. But uh, we've stayed together, um, and we still continue to communicate and record when we can, and when my gotcha. buddy comes in from the West Coast, we'll play, and we'll get together. He's coming in in a couple of weeks, and... He's just an awesome dude. Great player. Nice. Plays with an awesome band. Give them some uh, props out there. Called uh, Pacific Meantime. A great band out in Portland. Very cool. Uh, so yeah, yeah I want to uh, go
0: to Portland. Portland's one of the places I want to see.
1: It's beautiful. It's on my there. bucket list. Yeah, I'll hook you up. I know some people. <laughs> <I thought laughs>
0: yeah, well, yeah. hey, I know a guy. That's right. Um, now this is a question that you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Okay. Um, are you the original drummer for Radiotronic? No. Okay. The reason I ask is because the first time I saw them, it wasn't you. Correct. And I have no idea who that guy mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. and I'm not being rude. I just don't know. Yeah, I yeah, never yeah. talked to him. I never met him. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if anybody ever told me his name.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gordon Shirley. He was, okay. uh, in fact, you know, these guys all have this technical background. You know, they're all kind of sound guys, engineers. Um, you know, Jeff Epperson. is a fucking genius. He's a, yeah, he's a <laughs> badass. <laughs> Uh, he's he's a badass. Uh, but you know, he has a a beautiful studio out there. Oh, yeah. Head First Media, and and so back in the '90s, they were in a band called Big Head, and mm-hmm. they were they were the the rage. I mean, they played the cool ass nine inch nails. They had the the show, the lights, the the whole thing. You know, they're using the sequencer like nobody else did. Right. And and they put on a badass show. And so uh, now, Kevin, your singer, Kevin, was in Big Head too, wasn't he? Um, Kevin Garvey, yes. Kevin Garvey was, yeah. Because yep. there's also Kevin Manning, who's Velvet Saints. Yes. So we, yeah, we have... But Kevin Garvey, correct. Uh, so it was those I guys... I Radiotronic Singer Kevin. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And so, and so, um, you know, I remember seeing them a few times back then. I'm like, these guys are local? What the... F-? I mean, you know, they should right. be, you know, and they just had the look and they had the stage presence and they... And so here we are, however many years later, and somehow I was lucky enough to... To, to hook up with them, and gotcha. and basically it was me just constantly bugging Jeff, hey man, get me a set list, because someday you might need a replacement, someday you might need a replacement, right. or, or you know, fill in or whatever. Right. It's not as easy as you think with a, a band, you know, we use the sequencer and oh, no, the whole I, thing, and I, it, it takes some time. I get it. And so... It finally came to a point where he's like, hey, Gordon's going to call you because he has some conflicts. And I'm like, what the hell? I got so I was so excited. I'm like, are you kidding me? And nice. so, uh, you know, I talked to, to Gordon and, um, you know, I got the set lists and he's like, hey, you know, in a couple of months, I've got a couple of shows I'm not going to be able to make. You know, are you up for it? I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah. So I started cramming. Really not a, a lot of time to rehearse. Um, you know, they played so often that it was mostly just live shows and a rehearsal here or there right but um i went and i went as often as i could to help him set his shit up and learn the system <laughs> because this is new to me I, right. i've never first of all we use triggers which is n- totally new to me mm-hmm. um i never used a rack of any sort with you know a drum machine and you know a
0: program. Yeah, right.
1: just the, all the shit. You know, so I'm like taking notes, taking pictures of everything, you know, what plugs in where and why, and explain this to me. I mean, I right. was a f- total, I'm like, oh my God, really? Um
2: <laughs> it was just I new do? to me. It was just What new, did I yeah. do?
1: So I started getting, you know, I went to you know I'd sit in on a song here or there. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And so I thought I had like three months and then he called and he said, hey man, uh I actually got a conflict in three weeks. <laughs> you you think you can do this show in three weeks, knowing that the last week I was going to be out of town for a full week for work trade show and right. then I would basically come back and play two nights and and but I'm like Fuck, yeah I'll do it <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> yes and so well, I you yeah. know I yes. packed up my little I had a little uh, pad set DW you know just a pad practice pad kit yep. and I put it in my hotel room and every second I'm just in there, you know, and it's all pretty basic stuff. But when you factor in the, the click and the intros and the changes and the things, you know, it's a lot more to think about than just sitting down and playing a song. Oh yeah. And so I fretted it and, and I, you know, lost sleep over, but I, you know, I, I, I was excited and glad that I did it. And, and it was getting in, getting out of that comfort zone and doing something and got through that weekend a lot earlier than I expected. And so <laughs> from that point on, I started doing like a, 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 you know, filling in one show per month for about a year. And then finally, um, he just had so much going on in his personal life and his work life and all that. He's like, listen, you know, and actually before that, he quit. He was also the drummer for Velvet Saints. And he actually quit that before anything. Gotcha. And and so I agreed to take that over. And that was a whole nother story because basically they said our first two shows are in New York next month. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. You know <laughs> So how am I gonna pull that off with work and I don't know the material and I'm gonna go to New York really. And uh, so, you know, it was a little bit of stress, but You think it, you know, it, I think we all perform best <clears throat> under pressure and, and I think we do was, too. It was a, it was a it was a good ride.
0: <laughs> I was I was gonna say I, I didn't want to interrupt you. I was gonna say one of the I've always tried to sometimes I don't if I don't if I know that I can't pull it off. Other than that, I've always tried to go, fuck yeah, I'll do that. I'll figure it out later.
1: Yeah. Right. Just, <laughs> well yeah, Say yes. first of all, I don't want to miss out. I don't want somebody else to step in yeah. and then like, you're screwed, you're done. Exactly. You know I've been in that too. Little did I know, you know, le- leading up to where I kept asking for, hey, I want to play with Radio Tronic. You know, they had a guy that was starting to work his way into the rotation, a uh, great drummer, Scott Langford. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Uh, yep. And then his wife got called away, you know, to Florida for work. And yep. so he had to move. And so that worked <laughs> <laughs> to my benefit <laughs> because then they're like, okay, we need you to come in and try to do this. But... uh and, and I've seen him at some sh- shows since, and I think he's like, damn, you know, I think that would be a fun gig to have. And, oh, yeah. That'd be an um, awesome it, gig. It, it is. You it's guys put fun. on
0: a great show. You, you have a lot of fun while you're up there, which most people are like, well, no shit. I, I do what you do. I can tell when the, you're having fun as a, as a show right? and when you're having fun as a reality. You guys are having fun. We are. And I could because I see it. I know the difference between you're putting on a show and what's what's real. Yeah. Real or fake, I guess is the best way
1: to put it. And these guys it. are all pros. Oh yeah. I mean, they have Absolutely. all been doing it for so long. And, you know, even if we had maybe we might have had the shittiest week or we might have had some kind of issue or whatever. We get on stage and we have a blast mm-hmm. and we put on a great show yep. and, and, and we work hard and you know, it's it's just a ton of fun. And if it's not fun, you shouldn't be doing it. I agree. And and I think that's why a lot of people are like, you know, and maybe that's why the other guy said, listen, I've had enough, but, you know, are you ready to take it on? And I'm a late bloomer in this kind of game. You know, I was, I, I've listened to your shows and I hear the interviews with all these incredible drummers, incredible people, and I'm like, they were doing gigs like this back when I was just learning simple drum, you know, shit, you know, simple drum beats. And they were playing gigs like this, you know, every weekend and all this. and And so I'm, You know, it's amazing. Uh, You know, I'm amazed at how far and how much experience I've gotten in the last four years. Because it was about one year of filling in and learning and then learning the Velvet Saint stuff and then, you know, full on. Right. And so I've not, you know, I've not played more than I have. Basically, in the last three years, I've played more than I have since I started. Gotcha. Just because it's every weekend, two nights, three nights or whatever. There's been four nights. We've done shows. You know, we, we got to open up for um, Bush, you know, Velvet Saints. That was huge. That was so much fun, yep. you know, and that was the last show that we pissed. played with McCreary. I mean, I was so pissed about that show
0: because I was booked and oh, it was man. a private event. So it oh, wasn't yeah, even can, like I could get it yeah, subbed. I was like, yeah, fuck,
1: because I wanted to see that show. I mean, it was it was amazing. It, it was kind of surreal because I was still in the, you know, Cramming phase. I was always like, every spare moment, I got to listen to the song again because I'm not sure <laughs> this time signature, this these things, you know. So I'm, you know, I'm still listening right. to the songs before we went out there and play, just because I didn't, I wanted it to be solid. And I just remember uh, it was a huge, you know, great night. It was so hot, and uh, and I remember having a gig, gig the next night with uh, Radiotronic, and it was outside, and it, it was just a super hot stretch, and. After the, the second night I it was I sweat so much and I was I, I puked my guts out and I'd never have done that. Ooh. And it was just straight from being completely exhausted and you know, the night before playing out under the <laughs> felt like the solar panels, you know, <laughs> on that stage. The lights came on and I just started sweating profusely and then we had that outdoor show the next night and um and I and I
0: yeah, so what you're attention. saying is you're
1: a wuss. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not. <laughs> but that <laughs> night I was like, holy shit, this is, this is some work, man. But I've, uh, I've never, I earned my money that weekend, yeah, I think. I've never <laughs> puked, but I, I know exactly I've what I've done it twice around. because of that. And, really? and I've learned um, you got to take fuel or whatever. I'm a sweater anyway. I sweat oh, yeah, a lot. And, and you're, we're working hard back there. And you play outside. It's 90 degrees, you know, and you, it's hard to keep the fluids in drink as much as you want but you got to drink more than just water oh yeah
0: the worst stretch i ever did as far as that kind of shit goes and i don't even remember how long ago it was it doesn't matter uh we did when i was in tark bus we did seven nights in a row at the fair in the bud tent oh um, my god in the first three nights we were there we broke the attendance records so there's that many people yeah. in a fucking vinyl tent yeah in august it's a sauna Oh, sauna. God, yeah. it was brutal. And you know, physically, I play yeah, hard. Yeah, of course. God bless, it fucking
1: sucks. Yeah, it's rough. And then, oh, yeah. you know, then you got to rebound the next day, and you're, yep. you're toast. And, you, you know, you you got to eat, you got to drink, you got to do it all. You got to, you know, yeah, it was, and go back was and do brutal. it the next day. Yep. And we were doing, I think
0: we were doing three and a half hour shows at that point. Um, now, I, I don't remember how we were splitting them up, but as far as total playtime, it was like three and a half hours. I mean, it was yeah. it's brutal. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: I loved it, but I don't want to do that again. Yeah. I'll do two or three. I don't sure. want to do seven. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we we do two, three. We have four every once in a while. But as you know, I mean, we all have jobs during the day. Yeah. And right. one of our guys is a doctor, and he's up at the, you know 5, 6 a.m. working all day, and then a lot of times he's on call through the night. I don't know how he does it, but we all uh, bust ass and then go out and put right. on a happy face and have a great time. But honestly... I would rather do that than my day job all day long. And oh, so, right. you know, you suck it up and you go out and you have a blast and, you know, <laughs> suck it up. Buttercup. Suck it up. That's what that's right.
0: So, I get it on the whole on the whole stretch, r- stretch, stretch Armstrong, stretch. You really? I really? love that guy. I can't even talk. There's a band in Charlotte called Stretch Armstrong. Um, they were a good band. They were heavy as shit, but they were good. The stretch or the run of gigs outside is just it just sucks. Um, What do you guys got coming up before we move on? Because we're gonna we're gonna touch on a couple more things. Because I don't want to keep you. Yeah, yeah,
1: no. Um, You know we're picking up. We had some time off in December because um, schedules. Everybody's busy schedule. Uh, Garvey works for UPS, and so he's working nights for a few you know weeks and all that. Uh, the so crashers
0: we, go through that because Jesse yeah. works for UPS.
1: And it's a good time to s- spend with your family. I mean, you know, that's... I married the, a fucking elf. <laughs> well? No. Uh, you married an elf? I married a fucking elf. Elfs are cool. <sighs> married a fucking elf. So <laughs> I, gonna I, you, you're going to need to explain a little more. I mean, you know.
0: <laughs> my house threw up Christmas. You're here now in the office. You've seen my place. Yeah. There's no Christmas here. Two fucking days it took me to put all that shit away. Love it. No, no, it's not cool. <laughs> I'm Married a fucking elf. Oh my god. December first, my wife turned into an elf. That's awesome, man. Anyway, so I get to I, I get like to that. taking time off for Christmas and stuff, cool. um, or for at least in December. And plus, because I've been handling a lot of the business for most of the bands I'm in, December is just a shitty time to book. Yeah. yeah. You either get Christmas parties or you get nothing. Right. Because a lot of venues don't want to book anything. Uh, Understandably, I get it. I'm not sure throwing stones or anything. Uh, It's just a weird time. And especially uh, with, this is an assumption on my part, but with Louisville being essentially a college town, there's a really large portion of the population here that are transplants. Yeah. They go home. Yep. Or go to where they're from, either or. Like, I'm a transplant, but I don't leave. I don't, I, fuck my family. <laughs> uh, but I don't go anywhere. But I know that there's a shit ton of transplants. So I think that ha- that plays into it as well is basically what I'm getting at. Right. Yeah, I agree. I like that befuddled look you have. That's twice I've used befuddled on this show. I'm going to have to make that a word.
1: It's a good word.
0: It is a good word. Befuddled. I'm befuddled. Literally befuddled. Literally befuddled. I don't understand it. That's a good one. It makes me brain hurt. Well, I'm in wordy land because for a couple days I've been... Yes, kids. I'm working on my fucking book. I've been doing my eighth round of edits. Oh, wow. So I'm in wordy land. That sounds like fun. No, it's not. Write a book, they say. It's good. It's good. It's good. Whatever. Okay, so... Let's move on to social media okay. issues.
2: <laughs>
1: My air cello. I'm an air cello. <laughs> oh wait, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what you got for me for social media issues? Social media. I, you know, can't say that I have a lot of issues because. Well, that can be good issues. Yeah. Or bad yes, issues. I know. My issues are that I, I'm I'm more of a voyeur. Um, and, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in more ways than one. <laughs> uh, no, I <laughs> <laughs> Facebook that is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Um, whatever, pal. I, uh, you know, there's so many times where I want to respond to shit, and and I, I read a lot on there, and it, and it just amazes me how ignorant people can be, oh, yeah. and, and you know, that they're just willing to put it out there. So I read, and I get frustrated, and, and I think I should probably not look at it. I use Facebook for music, and I use it for work, and I use it to kill time when I'm at work, because I hate my freaking job, but, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm on the computer all day long, and so I, I scan through, and I look at stuff, but... Um, it is frustrating, and and you know, without getting political, I just think we're in a a, a, a time warp right now where people are just nasty in general, uh-huh. and and it's I hard. Agree. It's hard to deal with. You know, I'm I'm surrounded by politics uh, during the day sometimes, and um and then I read stuff on Facebook, and I and I want so badly to 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 say something, but it just it's it's a bad idea. Right. It, even y- there's so many times where I'll read something that's kind of, you know, I I got a funny comment and I'll type it out and I'm like, you know, somebody will take this wrong yeah. and then it'll turn they into will. something that it's not and I'll get all upset and I I don't want I don't need that emotional, you know. <laughs> I'm an emotional guy and and so I don't <laughs> like to like, oh shit, you know, they don't they don't get what I just tried to say and uh, so I back off and I erase it and then I move on and I'm like, but that would have been funny. Somebody would have laughed, but I would have pissed five people off. So, you know, more than anything, well,
0: just start screenshotting yeah, it and sending to me I with do. your well, comment.
1: Sometimes I do, and we obviously, you know, we have to di- have different groups that I do shit like that for. I'm like, right. oh my god, load of this. But um, oh no, I do that too. You know, it's it's just an amazing time that we're living in, and um, I think you've said it before. I've heard you say it. You know. Just fucking be nice, people. Just, just you know it's not hard. Be. Yeah. It's not hard <laughs> to uh, you take the high road or whatever you want to call it, but uh, Well not it, even it, that. You know, I think just that... Don't touch you don't it
2: it's <laughs> I I mean, that I'm like ah <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Fuck It's
0: not even that, it's just it's okay if you don't like something. That doesn't make you a piece of shit. It just means you don't fucking like it. Right. listen, I'll be straight up and I'm going to be gross and I never get sexual or perverted on my show because that was one of my rules. But I had a conversation a long time ago. Somebody, this guy was asking me how I tolerate gay people. He's like, I just don't fucking understand. Jesus. I shut him down immediately. you know how I shut him down? I said, hey man, I'm attracted to chicks with big breasts. Period. Mike over there, He's attracted to dudes with dicks. <laughs> What's the fucking difference? You like what you like. Who, you cares? Like. Who yeah. fucking cares? I'm with you, man. But if you like small tits, I'm not going to get mad at you and go, "You're fucking, I fucking hate you. You That's are just, crazy. Yeah, That's what is just just wrong dumb. with you? Right. Yeah. That's just dumb. Right. That's just dumb. It makes no to fucking sense. To each his sense. own.
1: Absolutely. To each his own. And uh, just I don't get over get
0: it. You it. You know? I don't yeah. fu- And I'll never get it. Yeah. I'll never get it. Because guess what? What name did I just say? Mike? Mike's <laughs> going to go on and go do his thing. And I'm not going to see what he's doing. I don't care. Yeah. Exactly. I don't give a shit. And he doesn't give a shit what I'm doing. Right. And I just, I don't understand. So I get it with you. Yeah. Or I should say I get what you're saying because it's like, oh, it's fucking maddening. It's tough. I mean, you
1: know, and. It- Oh, no, and times everybody's years. right too. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, you make a comment; it's misconstrued. It's taken so many different ways, and then all you're trying to explain it, and you're just like, "Oh, goddamn, just delete the whole thing because <laughs> you know that's not wh- wh- what I meant to say." And I'm not. No, I'm not. You know, whatever. Just why did I open you know my what? Big Fuck mouth? It. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, so I'm out. It is. Uh, it, you know, there's so many great things about social media. Um, I, you know, I love the fact that I, on my. Italian relatives, my cousins, my friends that are—I get to see what they're doing. They post stuff. Right. They send these things out. I see their kids. We never had that, you know. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, you know. I get to keep up with people on the. Yeah, other we si- come from <laughs> there where we got paper shit in the mail. Yeah, exactly. You got to wait a long pictures. time. Yeah. You got to wait a long time for that stuff. But uh, hey, did you check them out today. <laughs> do we get anything from Italy? <laughs> We're going to need some of that Italian paper. Yeah, that's right. Man, that funny looking light stuff they bring. <laughs> but... Um... So it's pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot of great things that come out, uh, you know, and and obviously for what we do promoting music oh, and 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 what we're you know it's it is awesome, but it's still amazing. Um, and I still disagree with so many people out there, oh, yeah. but I won't tell them. I'll just go <laughs> and some of them I'll unfollow because <laughs> I'll, I'll like be like game that game. is some bullshit, and you should have never said that because I I did whatever, but you know,
0: <laughs> don't get political. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, <laughs> Now, it, it is funny because it, I've said this past 20 shows that social media issue is probably going to go bye-bye, but I just can't help myself because you do what I do. We do the same thing. So I wanted your take on it, but it, it was funny, and I think I said this on my last show of 2018. Everybody in December, nicest motherfucker on social media you've ever seen – Everything is rainbows and roses. It's the season, <laughs> and nobody had anything negative to say. And I went, "Fuck! Can't you bastards be like this the other eleven months of the year?" Right? I just don't get it. Yeah. And then guess what? January third, everybody's a out the window, bagger. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, They're
1: being good for Santa. I mean, you know. Come on, he knows you're a douchebag. Yeah, that's right. He already figured that out a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. You're so. getting a <laughs> Yeah. Don't so I say we off. just leave social media issues there and move there on. You go. Yeah. You I mean, you know, I think we've 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 said enough.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's move on to stories from the stage. I may or may not edit this out, but that dance was awesome. I
1: did a little drum dance because I knew the music was playing. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was coming. Just visualize it. Focus. Focus.
0: All right. What do you you got for me? Stories from
1: the state. Testing. One, two. Okay. Okay. So the... All right. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, Don't touch my shit. Cord. I touched the cord. <laughs> touch the cord and I
0: am it. Um okay, so what do you got for me? Stories from the stage. It
1: can be uh, good or bad. Yeah, or yeah. Anything you know, that sticks out I, in your head. I, 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 I've been thinking about this one and, and it's tough because I as I say I'm I'm um I'm late to the game in this. I mean I've I've This may make you feel better, yeah. but almost everybody struggles with this one. Yeah. I've had some good ones and some bad ones and some fun ones. I think um this Give me one this each. Is, this okay. I will. So this is not from the stage, but it was pre-stage, and I, I know uh, you've heard of Tooligan's, the old club on on uh Bardstown Road. I, I, I heard think. of it. Yeah, uh, wasn't here. Then, I but think I've heard uh, of it. Hoback was talking about it. That was a place where everybody played. I mean, they they. You know they did a re- original music, and you know the Chili Peppers played there, and Smashing Pumpkins, and all these awesome bands came through before they were big, and they played there. But that's where we all played. That's where they did original music, and 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 it was this just freaking black box once you got to the back of it and black walls I, I mean uh, that's all I remember I mean they may not have been black but when you're in there at night Right. but it was a cool place Aren't
0: all clubs black at night though? yes
1: yes pretty much but you know they got all kinds of shit on the walls and lights and they're stuff,
0: always weird and stuff. when the lights yeah. are on during the day Yeah, oh yeah it's every time, time I load in I'm like yeah you're like f- this fuck? is
1: dirty yeah,
0: y'all need to repot. Right. Now Come I know why all the paint's the, black. Yeah, we bring now a I big, uh, we
1: bring a big curtain now, and we <laughs> cover up main walls with it and stuff. We really do. I mean, we cover up big walls with it. But so um, we were playing tulegans, and it's really a great place to play. Uh, we set up. It was during the winter time, so it was dark at like four thirty. And we're, you know, in the back of the place uh, and and there was a, you know, basically you go into the front. When you enter, you go in the front of the room and there's a bar and then the bathrooms and the payphone and all that shit. And then there's doors that you enter to get to the back where the music was. Right. And then they had like a sound booth that was elevated and like an office underneath that. And there was a locked door there. So we finished setting up and doing our sound check. And I was fumbling around underneath the soundboard looking for something, and it was dark in there, and I'm touching the walls, and I hit some shit on the wall, you know, a switch that I thought was a light switch. No light came on, and I walked out, and then I go get on the payphone, and had to call my friend, you know, talking about the show tonight and Stop. all this.
0: Yes, kids. He said payphone.
1: Payphone, yes. Carry on. This place had a payphone. Everybody had payphones back then. Nobody had a cell phone. Not even pagers, probably. <laughs> but so so i'm on the pay phone and um yeah it's dark out and i'm wearing a toboggan and i'm probably wearing i I think i was wearing some like fatigues or something because it was sound check we're in there loading in and as i'm on the phone this guy comes to the front window and he's like all i can see is a flashlight shining in my face and then he pulled it away and he's like shining it in my face from about you know what 15 yards away. And I'm like, what the is this guy doing? And all I could see was this light. And so my buddy, Holcher from the West coast comes out, my bass player. And I'm like, John, go see what this asshole wants. And I said, be careful. He might has, have a gun. And I was totally kidding. And right as I said that, he walked away and he had a gun drawn and And at that point, we both ran in the bathroom and I dropped the phone. And because I'm like, what the hell? This guy had a gun and he was pissed off and he was shining it. So at this point, we were here banging on the glass and we poke our heads out and we come out with our hands up. Well, there were probably five people on both sides of the window. Some had rifles, some had handguns, and they were all standing there mad as hell. Let us in, let us in, kicking on the door and shit. Well, it ended up someone this guy, and I didn't admit this for a long time, I will tell you this, Um, little did we know there was a hold-up alarm underneath the sound, in that little uh, space underneath the sound booth, that's where they counted the money, that's where they did the deposit, and there was a hold-up alarm, and the lights were off, and nobody knew that, and I pushed that fucking button, and I had no idea that's what that button was, I thought it was a light, and so at this point, I got, I mean, these people are mad as hell. Yeah, open the door, open the door. And I'm like, and, you know, we already ran into the bathroom, so they probably think we're, you know, guilty or assholes. Or I don't know what, but I'm like, I don't, open the door, kick in the door. We don't have a key. We don't have a key. We're, you know, we're musicians. <laughs> I'm just a drummer, yeah, whatever. And, you know, so finally the sound guy came out, Todd Johnson, you know, local legend. And he was like, hey, hey, I, you know. He's like, somebody triggered the silent alarm, the hold up alarm, And he's like, "Well, nobody knows about that thing except me, and no none of these guys. And I'm like, yo shit, <laughs> you know, and so I said, "Hey, I walked away, and you handled this." And uh, evidently, a bank was robbed like an hour ago down the road, and then they get a hold up alarm at the Tuligans ah. and the thing, and these guys came in full force. And the person I was talking to, I dropped the phone. They were hearing all this commotion. They hung up. They knew somebody that lived above the place, and they are like, what's going on down there? And they're like, a lot of guys standing out there with guns, but I don't know. And so <laughs> luckily, you know, so that was, that was an interesting story we told for years, and we all said, Wow, well, it was probably one of those big roaches that pushed that button <laughs> because uh, we didn't know there was one in there. And as I say, I did admit a few years later that I, I do remember fumbling around and pushing that button, so... Uh, that was good uh, job, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
2: mean,
0: what'd you do today? Yeah, you yeah, yeah man, I almost got shot. It's
1: a good day. I'm getting ready to play a gig. You want to come? <laughs> so, um, come
0: hang out with us <laughs> at that,
1: That's that's the extent. I, I other than that, I think stories from the stage, you know, I can mention or I can think of probably five times where we had no business being on the stage, you know, and it, it, whatever, whether it was the band not being prepared, you know, and we're not the right band for the gig, you know how that goes. And, oh, yeah. and you get up there and you're like, oh my God, just get me off. Just get me off this stage. I'm sorry if we've, <laughs> you, you know, you, oh, yeah. and it's just part of growing. And I think that's, that's something I, th- I think I said it before, you know, being out of your comfort zone, you know, ultimately, will make you better. But I can remember being that situation more often than not. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we're, we played a show and, and somebody completely screwed up or, you know, we were just not the right band for the situation. And you're, you know, afterwards, you're just like, oh, geez, you know, why, why did we do that? Oh, you yeah. were, you know, but it just, it's part of it, man. You get out there and you do your thing and, and you do the best you can. And, well, it's
0: it, no, I get it completely. It's not only is this the first show of 2019 for me, it's also my one year anniversary. Of the bar star podcast, literally. I wait literally. I waited until now to tell you. I was trying to figure I, out where I could slide it in. You should feel special. Well, but the reason I, I slid it's it in—it's not a in disaster. <laughs> Nothing is a disaster, sir. The reason I slid Some it in—some of in my here, gigs yeah. in the
1: past, like I just said—I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna walk away. Well, when you hit the hold-up <laughs> alarm, just one to me.
0: Yeah. Um, no, the reason I decided to slide it in here—I was gonna save it to the end—but the very first stories from the stage I did on my show was the death metal band in a hippie bar perfect
2: perfect <laughs> the fuck were we
0: Man. thinking <laughs>
1: what are you gonna do hey, you gave them a little taste of something lessons. that they weren't expecting it was something <laughs>
0: poor people probably from some fucking hippies up in the mountains somewhere shaking yeah, with right. fucking what ptsd what was that shaking. what the fuck was, what the was that this one time down uh, in columbia
1: it's you remember fun. those bald guys with <laughs> tattoos and uh, <laughs> fingernail polish? <laughs> they wore <laughs> earrings. They were wearing
0: spandex. I didn't understand death metal and spandex on Earth.
1: Oh my goodness! Oh, that's pretty funny. All Good right, give stuff. me give
0: me one of your favorite ones before we move on. My what? One of your favorite stories? My favorite stories. Yeah, from the stage. Give me one. Give me one that just, oh, just sticks out in your head. Shit. Come on.
1: I don't. I don't know. Come on, you can put me on the, the spot. I, I, That's I, what I do on I this do. show. I know you do. I know. I, I was trying to think of a good one. I, I don't... I think... I'm amazed every time um, we play, you know, Radio Tronic, And I love that people have so much fun.
2: Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> but it
1: is... It, it, I mean, I'm sure it's well, most all the bands out there, but I, I really wish that I had my GoPro go on at all times because... You know, as a drummer, you get to see some things that not everybody sees. And you get to watch mm-hmm. people and how they react and how they're looking at different things. Some of it's creepy. Some of it's kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. The other <laughs> night, you know, we had a guy that wanted to sing right in front of Kevin Garvey the whole time, like literally Good job. six inches away, basically on the other side of the mic. And he knew every word. So I'm like, I'm proud of the guy. He's probably a singer. But you, you got your singer up there singing. Off. And this guy is... Completely opposite, as if he was a mirror singing, and he did not stop. The whole night. Oof. You were there that night, but it was the first two sets. I yeah, I got, it. I got but, to late. I got to late. But, I mean... And, and we were just kind of like I do hey, remember
0: we, we you, you and Kevin were telling me that at, when you were breaking down yeah we were he laughing was still, Kevin was still laughing about it yeah and
1: and Epperson was like he he's like gritting his teeth like oh my God I want to kick that guy you know just you know you just want to give us some space and I see that you know and, and they do it with Rachel and they do it with you know they're just right there and and um, but it's part of it yeah, yeah we have fun and Take good I'm glad fun. you're having such a good time. Um,
0: If a drumstick happens to hit
1: you in the head as you're walking away... I I think about it all the time. I don't know if it was me or not. That's right. Hey, I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, I don't have access to my sticks. (laughs) I have a lot. I'm just saying. I have a plethora. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One good... I don't have a good story from the stage. I should tell the Carl Stuck story, though, and I I was going to... And you can edit it if you want or not. Oh no. No, no. I love Carl no, and these no. and, and, and he'll probably be pissed that I'm gonna tell the story. But we were in sixth grade and we were in a band together.
0: Oh no, he uh, doesn't give a shit about that. Yeah. He likes old stuff.
1: Oh yes. No, but this is funny. And and uh, back then, you know, I was just starting to play the drums. I didn't have my own drum set. Right. And so uh but a buddy Did of mine my... his
0: Bugs Bunny drum kit?
1: I did not use that one, Damn it. but our friend who was in the band with us played sax, and he had this cool-ass Slingerland uh, red swirly rap kit. It was badass, and we used that and all that, and I was I was kind of a spaz, as you can tell. I'm a little bit spastic now here. But sure, um, you're a fucking drummer. I'm, I'm a hyper, yeah. And, um, all drummers are spaz. That's right, that's right. And I was so excited to be playing in a band and behind a drum set, because I didn't have one at home, so when I got behind one... I and uh, so anyway, I wore out my welcome, and I got, I got kicked out of the band. And they, they they wrote a letter to me in this real fancy squiggly writing, and I think this, it started off, you know, life isn't always a bowl of cherries. And they basically were... Kicking me out of the band. And my buddy John, the bass player, was in that Holter from the West Coast, and they were all in. It. They they feel they to this day they truly feel bad about it, and I joke about it and I laugh about it. I think it made me a better person. I think that's today. Funny. But you know, when you're a kid, you're like that's some cold shit. You know, I got this letter that they all signed, and they basically said, "Hey, you know, uh, yeah, you. yeah, maybe someday, you know, you can come hang out with us if you want." But uh, <laughs> and I'm like, ouch. Um, But, you know, Carl and John and I are the only ones still playing today. And, and, you know, I thank them for... (laughs) Oh, no. But I had to bring it up. It came up recently. And and Carl, to this day, he feels... He's like, God damn, why are we so... Oh, kids can be so shitty. I mean, shit. (laughs) You know, and I'm like, dude, it is so okay. But I had to bring it up. (laughs) Yes. We all love Carl. I I love you more now. (laughs) Carl's the man. Uh, Carl is the man. And and he's he's a... He's a and, and I will you know, the the thing that he does every Sunday with the new music is pretty amazing that he oh, did yeah. that for a year. He did. Um you know, I'm I've sure been kind he'll of looking at that. that. This yeah, year. that's I pretty crazy. That's a lot of work. That's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> He's a musician full time. He can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he can or not, but uh, anyway. I love that fucker. All right. Yes. Yeah. I like so, that. That yeah, that, works. That, that had to end on that little Love you, Carl, and Holcher, and all you boys that mm-hmm. signed that letter that I probably still have somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I deserved it. I, hey, you, know. Hey, well, you know, what are you <laughs> going to do? <laughs> fucking deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. So let's move on to what are you listening to? Um, Freeze. I'm- you remember when it comes out. <laughs> And go. All right. So, what do you?
1: Uh, what do you do? Yeah, I listen to. I listen to so much random. Oh god, the
0: motherfucker that comes on my show. Uh, I, I know. It's, immediately it's start hard. talking like you uh, know there's music here. Oh no, hard. I love it. I yeah. legitimately love it. It makes me happy.
1: I I, I have a hard time thinking about. it. Like, yeah. My. I don't know. I listen to. Um, I think everybody says I listen to what I'm trying to learn, and that doesn't count. I know.
0: No, it it does not unfortunately. No, I we, wish it did because no, 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 what no, no, I'm learning is... right now will blow your mind. Oh, i do tell. Well, we'll oh. I think a project I can't yeah, tell I you. I want to know. I'll All tell right. You. Okay. I'll tell you when we stop. When yeah, I hit stop, I'll tell you.
1: Cool. Um, you know, I love I'm I'm a big jazz fan because I can't play. I wish I had jazz chops. I listen to I it and I and I'm amazed at these players and every time, you know, I see them they make shit look so easy that you're like, "What the how do you do that? Yeah. Um no, and I as it. as somebody's, you know, said a while back to me, it's it's another language, you know. Completely. And and um it's a language I'd like to learn. And I listen to it and I and I, I study it, but you know, I'm not a jazz drummer and I probably never will be, but Oh I
0: know I'll never be and, and I came to terms with it years ago and and I'm not uh what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not demeaning myself in any stretch. Oh. I hit too fucking hard. Yeah. Eat, now, I still have dynamics, mm-hmm. but I still hit too fucking hard. I just can't. I do not have that kind of finesse to oh play jazz. Deal. I just can't do it. Yeah. And it, it took me a while to get... I was hurt at first. I really was. I was pissed. I was
1: like, I, Ugh, I can do, do, do this anything. shit,
0: man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> and then... I- then I came to terms with, it's okay to have a strength. Yeah. And it's okay yeah, to yeah. admit your weaknesses, which I've talked about on the
1: show. So it's like, it, but it's no also it something about. that you can be like, oh, I'm in the closet be a little, I'm going to yeah. try to lighten it up. Would and would learn and that's, a few that's, things, that's, uh, yeah. You know, you say that about dynamics, it's so interesting because, you know, playing a trigger kit is, you know, you lose the Weird, dynamics, you lose yeah. the whole, you know, and I find myself, you know, at the beginning of the show, I make a conscious effort to play light. If I can hear it and, and I can see that it's triggering, then it's all good. Yeah. You know, and so I lighten up, especially when we do private parties and stuff. But then by the end of that, I'm just like, oh, ah. you know, and I'm hammering it and I'm like, everybody's <laughs> fine with me. And I'm like, God, why am I? But uh, so, yeah, you know, there's that. She says that to me all the time. Like, get... <laughs> relax, dude,
0: relax. Gas yeah. Yeah, Money's last show was New Year's Eve. I don't know if right. you knew yeah, that. Yeah, I do that. And I wish I could have been there. Oh, I didn't say it for that, but I, I wish I could have been at your show, but really? I was busy. We but were you, both busy. Yes, we were. We were working. working. That's good. Um, but uh, So, of course, I, I took out my full Gretsch rig, the full thing. Nice. All my fucking... I took all my toys. And I played my ass off. And I probably played a little harder than I should have. It didn't hurt that there was about seven hundred fucking right, people in exactly. front of me absorbing
1: all that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so that didn't that didn't hurt. But the point I'm getting at is, I woke up the next day and I was like, "You feel it? Oh, yeah, God, you feel it." Took it up. me about twenty minutes <sighs> to get out of bed, and St- Stacey looks at me and goes, "You hey, got a over excited last night, didn't you, fucker?" <laughs>
1: How you feeling, big boy? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: good. <laughs> I get it. No, it's I I'm not complaining. Yeah. I do it to myself. Right. Because in that moment it's perfect. Exactly. The next day it sucks. But And the crowd is wanting it, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, you're they're, they're like totally you said, when you, you got
1: them. that many people. It's one thing or you're playing in a small place and you're like, Okay, I do have to play loud lightly because yeah. But uh yeah. So, All right, so anyway, back yeah, to what back you to, that. to that. You know, I I uh I get on kicks, you know, I like to pull up stuff that I, you know, I'm a huge police fan and mm-hmm. I, I'll just put that on and just, you know, I'll sit down and play, you know, stuff that I haven't listened to in forever. And, and right. it's pretty awesome because it's like, okay, now, you know, I can play this stuff. I used to not be able to keep up or whatever, but, you know, I'm a, I love classical music and I I'd listen to that when I'm stressed out or when things are... I just like the calming. I've always listened to it from being in band and orchestra and in high school. And I'll put it on in my car when I'm driving around, and it calms me. That's cool. It, it is, you know. Lo- we have a great local channel. I mean, that 90.5 uh, on the public radio, oh, and yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they play some great classical stuff. And I drive around, and I'm like, you know, I feel like... I feel like I'm in a soundtrack like listening to a soundtrack of a movie or something man. I'm like this is pretty cool, you know, but it I just I it does really relax me. I try to make it a point to put it on the channel at the end of the day so when I turn on my car in the morning, right. Like, oh, I'm going to work and I you know, I'm stressed out but I hear this calming music. So
0: That's cool. The the biggest reason I think it's cool is I do the same thing except I use smooth
1: jazz. Yeah. Which is essentially funk with a saxophone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Man, that's the same thing. Yellow Jackets, I love oh, You know, Chick Corea and oh, John yeah. Patitucci and that oh, whole gosh. combo. Oh, yeah, I yeah. listen to that kind of stuff, and that's, you know, but it's that's just what funky I used to, and it's yeah. groovy, and it's like, man, that's some cool stuff. And so, that's what I use to calm me down. Yeah. And, and I, I, I want to hear something. I wish I could say, hey, you know, I'm listening to all these great bands that Carl's posting on Sundays, and that, you know, I just, somebody will say, hey, check out Snarky Puppy or something. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Or check out this, but. I'm a creature habit, and I kind of listen to what I've you right. know what i what I like to hear. And now and the cool thing about iTunes, I'll put it on. I heard a Yes song on the radio on the way to work, so I put it on Yes Essentials. And so I'll listen to that for two hours or whatever, <laughs> you know. Rush Essentials or who, whatever, you know, the band of the day is. Love 311, man. Funky stuff, oh, you yeah. know, man. I'd, Chad Sexton is oh, such a good drummer. Just, and, and again, you know, it and I sit down and, I, and, I, and I, I'm like, wow. You know, there, there was a time when I would not even attempt and I'm like, wow, you know, I can actually keep up with some of this stuff. I, right. you know, you know, and that's kind of a good feeling. Growth is and always it, good. It is awesome, you it's, know. So it's, it's nice good. to kind of measure where you where you are. When you...
0: Yeah, it's it, Max. You still owe me seven lessons. Damn it. Um, it! It's cool when you can when you can recognize it in yourself. Hey, not only do I have shit I need to learn, look at everything I fucking learned. Right. When you can, do, to me, my opinion, when you can do both you're perfectly grounded. Yeah, Doesn't mean you know everything and you're the best, but you're perfectly grounded in who and what you are. Because I'm the same way. There's a lot of shit that I want to learn that I've, I say it arrogantly, kids, As smart as I am. (laughs) As much knowledge as I have musically, I've hit a wall. Yeah. uh, Again, for about the fifth or sixth time in my playing life, I'm at that wall. I'm like, fuck, I can't go anywhere else. Because it's all in my head. I need somebody else to give me their thought about it. But at the same time, I also go, man, look at all the fucking shit I've done. Like the past couple of years, what you were talking about earlier about the, the triggers and the, the sequences and stuff, with gas, when I started Gas Money, I wasn't using tracks. Probably four, five, six months in, I started using tracks, and that was a whole new ball game for me. I had to learn how to do all that shit and how to trigger them and how to make a one-shot versus a loop and all that. And playing all that shit to a click, which playing to a click has never bothered me. But doing it live while controlling everything. It's a new ball. Oh, man, it was a fucking huge learning curve. But I, I did it, and I did it well. At least I yeah. think I did it well. Yes, I'm I mean sure. I've got it, I've got it now where I don't have to think about it. Right. Which even though the band's over, like New Year's Eve, I was. just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to think about this anymore. It's kind of cool. It, it was a thought that popped
1: in my head when I was on stage, but it's it, it is amazing. To, yeah, you know there's so many things to think about until, you know I wish I could just get up there and worry about playing, <laughs> playing uh, the song, but. Uh, the look on your face was priceless. Yeah, and that Sebastian cat scared, the shit, scared of of the shit out of me. I got to tell either. you, it jumped down. I was about to lift <laughs> him.
0: <laughs> Sebastian has been on the show a few times. He jumped right down. Yeah, and, uh, he's, he's he may just, or may not. He's come enjoying up here and it.
1: Him. Actually, that, it's hungry now. No, oh, yeah, he that's that's his thing. He he
0: just fucking shows. He I call him the <laughs> I orange corner.
1: My eye, I thought he was coming to get me. Oh no, he's a sneaky <laughs> bastard. That's why I call ninja. him the orange fuckball ninja. But uh, anyway, yeah, <clears> so. I lost my train of thought right then. But uh, just, you, yeah, all the you're different... You talking about... You wish you could think about certain <laughs> things on stage. Without being distracted by a cat jumping out of the corner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, to, to be able to just sit and think. But uh, I wonder, okay, is the computer... We've had issues where the computer stops or the click drops out or right. the trigger stop or my... You know, there's so many things that can go wrong when we're, we're playing pretty basic music right and so it adds just another level of i gotta think And yeah you're right you know i can't but but that's good and and at the end of the night you know it's like a huge accomplishment and you're like oh god yeah i made it through but it is i mean this is all new this this thing has been pretty new to me and i I love it i mean i guess keep going back to that ultimately it's a great thing and i'm glad that i'm is all about you. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, of course.
0: I mean, it's always about me because my that's fucking right. name's that's on the show. It's shit,
1: man. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> but, um, but no, that's all. That's, that's good that you keep going back to that because that tells me because I'm looking at you and everybody that's listening to the show that you're, you're excited about it and you're into it and it yeah. makes you happy and you're digging and it. And that's what
1: it should be about. Absolutely. You know, and here's Sebastian. Come here, buddy. I'm wondering if he's going to talk. Are you going to talk? Come here. dude? Come here looks like Morse, the old Morse. I had a cat like this.
0: You going to talk today? Of course not, because today I actually want you to,
1: and now you're not Hello, my you're head. A fucking it's like, asshole. It's uh, the old cartoon, oh. you, know? you know. Hello, <laughs> my head. Maybe I should. I'm hello, to, my the singing, hello, uh, the
0: singing frog. What are you doing, buddy?
1: We're playing with a kitty cat, just so you know. But um, <laughs> he's got his claw into my chest, and it's all good. Come here, buddy. Um... What are you doing, bud? Huh? What are you doing? No, but that's
0: that's really cool that that you still love what you're doing because I've I've admitted it openly um, in conversation and probably on the show. There's a big part of me I'm really jaded and I'm super cynical and I know it. I admit it. I have no problems admitting it. But I and not to defend it or make excuses. But I think the reason I'm that way. I've been doing this for thirty yeah. fucking years. Yeah. You know what I mean? You right. name it, I've seen it. You name it, I've done it. Mm-hmm. So after a while, it's just it does. I don't want to say that it sucks the fun out. I mean, because as soon as all the bullshit's done and my drums are set up and I sit down, yeah, I'm on, and I'm having a fucking blast. It's all the bullshit that I've done for a quadrillion hours before and right. after. Is what makes me kind of jaded and cynical.
1: And for me, it's still new enough to me. You know, I've been doing. Yeah, we we are grinding for the last however many years. I've done it with this band, but it's not a. I'm not burnt out. I enjoy it. And and you know, maybe if I did it ten years. Before leading up to this, I'd be like Jesus. Okay, I mean, you because know, there are some nights, you know, where you're like, holy shit, you know, oh, yeah. getting ready to sit down and play at ten o'clock and know you're going to be playing until you know two or three and then break down or whatever it is, yeah. and it is what it is. But,
0: but you know. that's to flip it back. That the cool part about what we do is that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about my secret project. I can't wait. That's one of the reasons I'm so excited about it because it's it's new, and it's I'm approaching this. In anyway. a way that I've never approached another project that I've tried to build. So I've got that fire again, and I've got that hunger, and I'm like, fuck yes, this is going to be awesome. Or it could flop. Yeah. But either way, so far, knock on wood, I've been having a blast with it. And I can't wait. I will tell you, Kate, awesome. I promise. Awesome. Um I can't wait for it to come out and see what people think about it. It's going to be cool. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting and cool, but the ultimate point is, i'm not i don't have that jaded attitude towards it anymore right i'm just like let's go fresh i have to rehearse okay cool i fucking hate rehearsing but i don't care i got three rehearsals this coming week my eyes are (laughs) crossed but i'm i'm in i'm not i'm like all right cool yeah because usually i'd be like you fuckers go ahead and rehearse and i'll be there on the third day (laughs) put it all together yeah you don't fucking need me (laughs) (laughs) so i'm pretty excited
1: about it that's killer
2: Hey guys, this is Steve Owens from Fascination Street Podcast here with a very important message. I'm awesome. I bet you thought I was going to say something else, but nope. What's important here is that I am awesome. I have a podcast called Fascination Street and it allows me to bring to my listeners some of the most fascinating stories and guests. I started this show because I truly believe that everybody has a story and I'm fascinated to hear those stories. In the short time I've been doing this show, I've interviewed actors, directors, writers, inventors, podcasters, musicians, pro-athletes, Olympic athletes, actual war heroes, even a Bond girl and a luthier, whatever the hell that is, and of course, regular people. From people who wanted to be stars but never gave it a real try, to big company CEOs and people who got to meet their favorite president. I love getting to meet and speak with people who have a story to tell. I feel like everyone does, and it's my job to get them to tell it. You never know who my next guest will be, an Academy Award winning actor, a platinum selling musician, or your own mother-in-law, but one thing is for certain, you will be fascinated by their story. So come take a walk with me down Fascination Street. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify iHeartRadio, and of course FascinationStreetPod.com
0: Well, that's it, kids. That's a show for the week. The first show of the year. First show of the year. I'm pretty uh, honored and privileged. I'm pretty honored and privileged that you said yes. I do have to tell this story. When I saw you at the Levy the other day, or whatever night it was, a couple of of weeks ago, whatever, I walked up to you and I said something and you looked at me and you said, literally, and I went... (laughs) the fuck out of here with that <laughs> shit I did not know that you listened to my show man. I do yes I appreciate
1: it I listened early on when you did it and, and and I listened to a couple right after that and then I gave it a break and then once I saw you I listened to a few more and but I listened to several of them right off the bat and, and was very impressed I mean this is not well, a, I mean there's a lot involved here this ain't no Mickey Mouse operation <laughs> I mean, uh, (laughs) you know, you're getting shit done. I like that. I do shit. uh, I try to. You know, that's that's pretty pretty awesome. And and, uh, I feel honored to be here and a part of this. And, uh, you know, I still don't feel like I belong in this whole brotherhood, man. But I'm here, man. I'm here. Well, you know. Listen. Yeah. Tell me. Break it down.
0: Listen. (laughs) You got an awesome Italian last name. Yeah, she. You got a hot wife. That's right. You're playing a great band. Mm hmm. You got some pretty drums, even though they are pearl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Triggers, hey, you know. No, I was going more with the pearl thing. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> I'm giving you shit. No, dude, you you're a great fucking player. You've every time I've seen you, I'm just guy. The fucking guy's so good. You no. don't give yourself enough credit. Thank you. Well, and I I respect you, and I think you're a peer, and I think you're a friend. Thank you, man. And
1: now right. I know more stuff about yeah, absolutely. you. Absolutely, I appreciate that your very girl, much. And your wife's hot. She is. She's the hottest. She's and tall. and we you know and while we're talking about hot wives and stuff. She's she's tall. <laughs> Yes, she is. All drink of water, uh, you know. You give our wives uh, a lot of credit because this is this is difficult, um, as you know. Uh, you know we oh, we yeah. play all the time and we play crazy hours, and it's not just the crazy hours. But you play on a Saturday, half your day is you know you're going to set up, and that takes up a good chunk of time, and then you got to go right. back, and then you're probably a jerk during the day because you're thinking about the gig or whatever. And, every day, yeah. But in addition, <laughs> in addition to your jerkiness, you know, then you add that. And I'm a jerky douche. <laughs> and it's a lot. And, and it's tough, you know. Uh, we'll say, you know, they love to come out to the shows. But it's work for them to come out to the show oh, yeah. because they might want to just sit back and chill. And and, and they're kind of celebrities in a sense. I was going to ask you That's another kind of a bar star story. It is.
0: Well and could be
1: another topic maybe. Get well, Stacey
0: was on my show. I know. I got probably the most feedback from her show. At least in the top three, as far as amount of feedback, because everybody loved it because it was her perspective Mm -hmm. on what she deals with. Right. But what I was going to ask you is, I'm just just curious, do you get where people will come up to your wife to get to you?
1: Um, I see that. No. Yes. No. There's no doubt, and and I've heard that from her. You know, several times and and she's kind of like amazed at it. She's like, I, I feel like uh, you know, I'm some kind of you know, and I, I Or they I want to talk to yeah. her because well, she's that's your right. wife. you know, it's it's almost this like celebrity status. I mean, we're we're just you know, we're just players up there, entertaining, having a good time. And yeah, obvi- but but she did say that early on, you know, when I started playing. She's like, Oh my god. Gosh, these people think I'm somebody special because I'm what the drummer's wife, or what you know. It's like yeah. she walks in and they're like, "Oh, come here, come here," you know. What you know, and and she's kind of like trying to just okay, I just want to hang out and watch, you know. Yeah, and and so it is. It's a little added pressure, you know. You can't just you have to be on your game a little bit. You have to be ready to. T- you don't have to be, but right. you don't want to come across as like an asshole and be like, eh. But you know, I mean, people want Speak to. Yourself, yeah. yeah, some people do. Some people do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it. I heard the stories, and and um, and I know it's tough, and I know that uh, it is. It, you know it's hard um, to deal with our schedules, our our mm-hmm. crazy schedules, and and you know our egos too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we uh, I mean, do. We're uh, well, egomaniacs. I mean, we like we like the attention. We like... Um, it just is what it is. and, and You have we, to have an ego we, to do what we do.
0: You I've know, said but, it a million times if I've said it once. You have to have an ego to do what we do. Right. People that
1: don't have an ego can't succeed doing what we do. You also have to be um, gracious. And uh, there's so many other things oh, that absolutely. come along with that where you're just like, oh, yeah, well... Absolutely. And, and but not, I, I think... Be a douchebag.
0: Right. <laughs> I do think that the and... ego is the biggest thing that you have to have. Because you have to be confident enough in yourself as a human to get on a stage and entertain people. Right. That's why I say that. I don't. That doesn't mean that you're an ego fucking maniac and you're an arrogant prick. I, some of the people I know that are the most monster players, Kevin McCreary, had zero ego, exactly. zero
1: arrogance. And maybe there was a time when he did, but... It,
0: it's possible. Yeah. I, I mean,
1: he's so damn cool. Oh, yeah. He was. But we're out of here. Yeah, I, man. Uh,
0: I appreciate you taking the time, brother.
1: I loved it. I appreciate you having me out here. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of handsome. Well,
0: yeah, I try. There
1: you yeah. got that. <laughs> I saw this naturally curly hair. Just kidding. My hair's Why you got to talk about hair, motherfucker? <laughs> hey, man. I'm actually thinking about going high and tight like you. <laughs> I didn't and tight. This is, this is the winter dew. I don't go to the skin in the winter
0: <laughs> I can't good shh, 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 shh. I mean it there's like... there's some skin there well yeah but there's also some peach fuzz now thanks for coming by I appreciate My it man, pleasure, man. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I learned some stuff about you you're an awesome person you're an awesome you're a drummer. person man. oh stop man. Yeah. I appreciate it thank you and you're welcome anytime high five in the microphone that was a that was good one
2: good one and as
0: I say at the end of every episode Go do some shit. Luca, L- tell him. Literally, do shit. go do oh, some stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go do some shit. Go practice. Enjoy this year. And be Stop fucking being nice bags. to
1: people, yes. man. How about that? That they should we be like that kind of, you know. We are yeah, on the yeah, same that's page. Right. We there on you on go. The that's right. Okay. 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 Later, y'all. Woo.
0: So until next time, I will talk at you soon.